0: apparently mario live action is coming i'm not really and excited about that pratt. i don't know yeah chris pratt is in everything now apparently he's voicing every single character so yeah they're like literal memes coming up chris pratt is gonna voice this chris pratt is gonna voice that <laughs> Welcome to the Cinemates Podcast. Hi Arav, hi Atharv, hi Tusha, hi Hi, Kunal. So, uh, how have you guys been? Did you guys watch any movies recently?
1: I went to watch uh, the new Ghostbusters film. It was much better than the previous sequels that they released a couple of years ago.
0: Yeah, that was actually really good i mean they brought back the old cast you know the original cast uh and that was pretty nostalgic honestly and uh it was a pretty good film overall okay so i think we can start with the questions uh yeah okay so the first question it's really important i think it's really important for all the members of cinemates what got you interested in cinema
2: or film industry in general? Uh,
3: yeah, like a fun pastime. So like if you're bored or something, and you just have nothing to do. So it's like the film industry is like, you can either entertain yourself or you can learn more about how to entertain others. So it goes both ways. I think that's really interesting.
4: I personally love how diverse the film industry is. You can go from like horror to comedy to anything. So I think um, the film industry does a really good job of inculcating everyone's interest and kind of finding something for everyone, right? So there are people who might not like certain things, but they, they might like completely different things. So it brings a lot of people together. I feel that's what got me interested in it.
5: About me watching movies actually got me interested in watching movies. Like I used to be the kind of person who, who thought that it, if the movie was not cool in the first 10 minutes, then uh, I'm watching something as I'm just switching off the TV. But then after I realized that every plot needs a foundation and it has to be built. So I sit back and watch the plot building and that somehow turned out to be a very important lesson for me, apart from getting my interest in movies and cinemas, and that important lesson was like patience because things don't happen in a snap; you have to wait it out.
1: Oh, for me, like I guess for lots of kids from my generation also, they got interested because of superhero movies. Mostly Marvel, Spider-Man, The Avengers. So I got interested through that and then expanded. I so, uh, found new movies. And one thing I was really intrigued that someone made a story which millions of people wanted to watch and give money to see. Like, they were able to make a story which uh, grabbed people's attention so much. That they made billions of dollars.
0: Okay. uh, For me, so whenever I was in stress, like, during exams, whenever I got stressed. uh, So to de-stress myself, I watched movies. That was uh like i think one of the best decisions i've made you know just watching movies late at night and it really helped me uh that's how i actually got really interested into you know and then i also watched videos of like film reviews and i it got me really interested and uh, i i then i think uh i also wanted to try Film re- reviewing out. So yeah, that was the thing that got me interested.
1: So like lots of people have opinions and also what's your opinion that, what are the most top three most overrated movies of all time? Like that is just obscenely overrated. People praise it too much.
5: All right, so three overrated movies versus Avengers Endgame. I'm lucky that it's a bit... Extreme, but I guess that uh, Infinity War was way better than Avengers Endgame. But uh, it it got a lot of buzz and uh, it was pretty much overrated than Infinity War, and I really don't like that. And second is uh, Hunger Games. Except the first movie, the first movie was good, and then the later movies they were just like I thought them up as formality just to complete the series. And third. I guess it's, uh, Dunkirk. Like there was a lot of buzz about Dunkirk too, but I really didn't like the movie. Like, and there wasn't this kind of emotional attachment with the characters that you get. And yeah, I guess that's about it.
0: Dunkirk, probably because, you know, it has Christopher Nolan in its name. Like he's <laughs> the director.
5: Yeah. I guess it must have, that must have confused me. <laughs> uh,
0: that's why it's probably overrated. Uh. For me, uh, I think Titanic is extremely overrated. It is a good movie. It is a good movie. I'm not going to lie. But, like, you don't have to, you know, go crazy over it's. It's not a movie that you go crazy over, in my opinion. Uh, I find that, yeah, I find that movie extremely overrated. La La Land, uh, it is a good movie personally i don't like musicals and it has won uh an oscar so i mean the overrated chart like it's yeah it's extremely overrated and yeah probably endgame as well because i i preferred infinity war over endgame like the last battle yeah good but it was it was very long In my opinion, it was extremely
4: long. Yeah. I have one more. And I know a lot of people already hate on this movie, but I cannot stand um, the Twilight series. I know a lot of people already hate them, but they still have quite a lot of uh, fan following. It mostly comes from the people who read the books, obviously. But I just, yeah, I can't with that movie. I don't know where to start with. I mean, of course, I mean, some people might like it. But personally, I just,
2: no.
0: It has great actors, but the acting is terrible. Like, the direction, how they've done it, it's terrible. Yeah, Tarf, go ahead.
3: Uh, yeah, so for me personally, um, it's Avatar. So I actually could not bring myself to finish the movie. I've heard that it's a pretty good movie. Like um, A lot of people did like it, um, but I personally find it kind of over- overhyped.
1: I think the thing about Avatar was that it was the first full-blown CGI movie.
3: I think during that time, it was kind of new for them, Um, probably.
0: Do you prefer modern or old cinema? We actually had this debate in our club uh, and, uh, you know, the children... Came up with extremely good points. So let's see if you guys can come up with them too. Let's see.
2: For me,
1: honestly, modern cinema is much better. In the sense, like you can have 80s style movies which are produced and you know made today in 2021. And you can even have futuristic movies or use graphic designing a CGI to make a fantasy world and base a whole movie around it. So you're not limited. Now you can make anything. And it's not like the plot or the story is affected by it. It's still as
2: good as it used to be, or probably even better now. Before someone else says,
5: I'll just like to say to all that, I guess I'll disagree with you there because, uh, I don't want to start a start an argument, but I will disagree with you there. Because if you think that the graphics and all are good, but if you see that according to that time, according to the old cinema, the previous generation for them, they were pretty ahead of the time in in terms of graphics and uh, the plots about space movies. Like it's not like I'll take an example about Star Trek, the show, the first show, the next generation, it was so good. Like, but. If someone today sees it, then they'll think that the graphics are. But the concept that it brought, and uh, for that time, the graphics were so good. You need to agree with me, yeah,
1: yeah. For the time, they're really good, they're ahead of the time. They used everything possible to make it seem futuristic,
2: yeah.
0: Looks like we're gonna have some drama on this topic. Uh, I i'm actually stuck you know um i like old movies a lot uh but then i think every generation likes the movies uh you know which are released in their pe- time period like for us most of us like modern cinema and most of the older people like old cinema i mean it depends because uh after all the movies that have been released around the time you know uh, where basically in your generation it that is the most influential those are the most influential films like they influence the you the most out of all other films so yeah i think it depends mainly on the age demographic for me i, I like modern cinema too yeah
4: You know, there's actually this study that proved that um, every, like the movies that you watch from age 12 to 24 um, are the movies that you'll um, like, that you'll have the most liking to anyway. So what you're saying is actually technically scientifically proven, but yeah. So it's true. Um, For me, personally, I, I really like seeing where cinema came from. So, you know, where, where everything originated from, where ideas came up, because a lot of the times our plots and like things that we talk about today, or um even plot structures for that matter, a lot of them are influenced by um a lot of previous um stories, even. So, um, I mean, it's difficult sometimes to notice, but a lot of the things are actually very similar and it happens with a lot of other types of um, art as well, right? But for movies in particular, I like to see where it's come from, but then I also like to see where it's going. So personally, I do have an inclination towards more modern cinema, but the problem is, I mean, it's kind of a... How do I put this? It both it both has its... um. They both have their likes and dislikes, right? But the thing is, I like to see where it's coming from, but I'm more interested in seeing where it's going because it is very heavily influenced by previous movies and um, a lot of plot lines that were originally made, but then there's so many different takes on that which come into modern cinema, right? Um, so yeah, that's, I mean, I don't know. I haven't really given a definitive answer, but I mean, it's there, it's somewhere there. I don't really know. I've not made my mind up on this.
5: So you're more inclined towards modern cinema?
4: Inclined towards modern cinema, but very interested in looking at where
3: it comes from.
5: for old cinema as well. Yeah. (laughs) That's the situation with me too. Like, I usually watch modern movies like whatever comes on Netflix, I'll just watch it if I got the time. But then I will also sometimes go out of my way and watch the old movies, the like, the movies of the golden age. Like, I watched Sholay and all, and I really started liking those kind of movies. I
4: completely agree. Like, there's some things that you just have to watch and you can't miss. Like, no matter what age you're of, I guess, there are, like, these certain movies that you can't miss. Like, okay, for example, The Matrix, it came out ages ago. But, I mean, everyone still watches
2: it and everyone still loves it. So, there are, like, a few things that just... I like no matter what you're
3: you're in. Okay, for me, um, I don't really uh, have a specific preference, but I would probably go to the kind of olden times. Like yeah, the modern movies have like really good cinematography. Like the quality is also good. Like I mean, of course you have modern um, technology, but then. Um, there's uh, the problem with modern movies is like a lot of them don't really stand out or like there's nothing really interesting about them that makes them different from the rest so like um take superhero movies for example so all of them have a common plot um like there's like the the entire world is like in danger the superheroes come and they save the planet so um so like they're all following the this kind of like general template the only thing that kind of sets different uh, sets different movies apart is like the superheroes will have different abilities the villains or the enemies will be different so um like if you compare the plot or the story to the old ones the uh, the old movies actually have a much more deeper um story and it's actually much more interesting to watch
0: Uh, yeah, that is true. I'll have to agree because and a lot of directors actually detest superhero movies because of the simplicity of the plot. I mean, I, and yeah, definitely uh, old cinema has provided us with unique and original plots. Kind of like the basic concept for the plots that have come now. And there are many remakes also if you see, because the plots were so good back then. It is a pretty subjective to- uh, question. So, I think, yeah. Does anyone else want to sp- uh, say anything on this?
1: I like, just want to say that uh, okay, you go first.
5: Go ahead, go ahead.
1: Like, um, movies in general, all the movies almost follow basic template every time. Like, there's a protagonist, and antagonist. He has to go through struggles to finally complete his, uh, uh, what do you say, goals and defeat the antagonist. So that's, I guess, a template that every movie uses, not just superhero movies. In, like in general, all movies have to, most most of the times, use that uh, format. So
5: we commented on the storyline of these old movies like and the simplicity of the superhero movies plots. but like i guess we didn't talk about the acting in it like that's the main thing and uh, we we discussed about the use of technology the storyline the plot but not the acting and i guess that this is something that we need to put emphasis on because it's a full package that we need to analyze the likeliness
0: are pushed towards modern or old cinema. I feel that old cinema has better acting personally Uh, because, you know, I mean, now that everything's backed up by CGI, they don't really need to rely on acting. But old cinema, they really needed acting because, uh, you know, that that had to be become the main that had to be the main focus back then,
2: yeah. That's all I have I, about acting. Yeah, I
4: um agree with that. Um, but but there are also other things to consider. So, uh, what I agree with definitely is there was a lot more authenticity that came with acting back then, and you really had to you know be on point with. Um, anything that you're trying to portray to the audience so I completely agree with that but then I think it's also a lot more difficult as cinema grows to be recognized as an actor because it keeps getting more diverse right and as cinema gets more inclusive um, there are more people who want to take part in um, or try acting try out acting right and also again if cinema gets more traction over the years. It will be a higher paying job and there will be more people who would want to do that. So the more capitalistic it gets, the more difficult it gets to actually be a distinguished actor. So I guess the competition is still getting worse, right? Like, I mean, it is getting, I mean, better, but also worse because it's harder. But yeah, I agree to the point where it was definitely a lot more authentic back then than it is now.
2: yeah there have to be i think
0: uh, good actors now as you said uh, you know there is a lot more competition now than it was back then
5: yeah
0: i i completely agree on the competition part
5: even i agree to tushar's point like especially with the nepotism but not let's let's not get into the controversy of that <laughs> and also like i believe that sometimes Like the actors in the old movies tried hard to make it look real, but sometimes there was a bit of overacting. Like if someone's getting shot, then there was Jolly was ah, and then they would go dead. So that was a bit extreme for me. But for that time, I guess it might be something good enough.
0: Now that we have Netflix, and Netflix is literally releasing one film after the other in a week or so. I'm not even joking. I think the quality of movies have downgraded. I mean, uh, I think they've uh, taken... I mean, it's good to maybe uh, let, you know, social media influencers take part as actors in a movie, but they should be capable enough. And I think the quality is degrading. They just want quantity. They're choosing quantity over quality, basically. That's what I feel like.
1: Even though, you yeah, know, there's a lot true. of competition. Yeah, like Netflix releases lots of movies and series every day, so you can't have that quality if you just, uh, you know, release bulks of movies each year. You can't have the same quality as before.
5: Yeah, I agree that there is this quality quantity trade-off, and uh, especially if if you're talking about the Netflix or Netflix market, demography, especially in India, most of the people who watch movies on Netflix are teenagers. Like the adults don't really watch movies they, on Netflix. they prefer video time Z. And when we talk about Netflix, particularly the quality is not good. And we as teenagers, as school people, students don't have much time to watch all that movies, like the so many movies. So. We obviously prefer a bit of more quanti- quality over quantity. So I guess Netflix should really think of that.
0: Yeah, true. But I don't even know at this point—are they, you know, respecting cinema
2: industry or they just want money? i <laughs> yeah. It's it's confusing. The
5: only good thing about Netflix is content is its marketing strategies
0: and it's marketing content that we see on Instagram. Yeah, exactly. I mean, social media is especially Instagram and YouTube are like Netflix top uh, marketing strategies. I think we can uh, go to the next question. now. does anyone have anything else to say?
4: Yeah, no, I just agree. Like, Netflix is a great business, but as an art platform, I don't know if it does the best job, because, I mean, come on, it doesn't really have respect for what it's, um what it's producing, right? Otherwise, obviously, the quality would have been much better. But I think, with, again, the demographic, which Kunal was saying, I have to also say that binge-watching is a huge thing with teenagers. So, you'll want to produce more episodes for them so that they'll spend more amount of time on the platform right even if they don't have the time they tend to procrastinate so they'll try to spend as much time binge watching and, they're, and Netflix obviously as a business will try to keep um, them hooked as much as possible so I kind of understand where their quantity uh, their obsession with quantity is coming from but I agree definitely quality should be given precedence over quantity yeah it is what it is. It but is
2: what if it is. The
5: matter of uh, binge watching, then it's m- mostly about shows or movies, and that too shows like sitcoms, like Friends, Two and a Half Men, or uh, Big Bang Theory. But not shows like Stranger Things. I wouldn't. I personally wouldn't prefer binge watching Stranger Things or any other show like that. I don't know about you all, and certainly not movies. Like I can't watch movies at a uh, great length, like two movies back to back, is not possible for me.
2: I'll take a break, one hour break in between if I'm doing a marathon. Yeah. Even I, sometimes like if it's a really long movie, I split it into parts, take
1: a break and then watch it.
4: Definitely. But so I think with Stranger Things, things, things in particular, um, Netflix releases all the episodes at once so that people binge watch it, right? Um, I don't think they do the weekly episodes with Stranger Things, do they?
2: So Not fun, about fun, Stranger movies.
1: Things, but their shows, series mostly what release
2: at things? one go. I thought you were saying something. Uh,
3: no, I was actually talking about the same thing. Um, like Netflix does like a bulk release, so like the entire season is like uploaded in like maybe one night. and then I think even the epi- uh, the series is like probably uploaded at like specific time of the night. So like the majority of the demographic will find um the perfect time to actually start the series. So it's all kind of like planned, I guess, to get the most out of it.
0: Yeah, but I think now, like, uh, a lot of OTT platforms have started the weekly basis thing. Like, Disney Hotstar, like, uh, with Marvel series like Loki, WandaVision. They've all been uh, uploaded on a weekly basis. And even on Netflix, like, anime like Demon Slayer uh that's also uh it's still being uploaded on a weekly basis so yeah um okay okay um this is also a tough question uh what do you prefer the protagonist which is the hero or the antagonist which is the villain
2: for me
1: it's probably the antagonist not because the antagonist or the villain is always cooler not because of that but because the protagonist would not be anything without the main villain like he's basically part of it. it he makes up the protagonist for us and his character traits and everything is linked to the villain we see a connection between them so without him if it was just a hero and going around saving people, it would be like a very boring movie. I don't think anyone would want to watch that. That's why I guess I prefer Uh
2: For me, it actually,
3: um, usually I just go with the protagonist, but then again, it depends on the story. So because a lot of them have um, backstories and it of course depends on the backstory, but then um, mainly I'll go with the protagonist because it's the main character. It's quite cool and it's fun. Um, but then at times like it depends on the story, but then um, I feel more connected or like it just feels better to be the antagonist at that time, because you understand that point of view better, or maybe you have a similar point of view. So just feels more connected
1: so yeah you basically like sympathize with the victims you don't want to be yeah. like the antagonist it's more like the protagonist yeah,
3: you don't want to oppose them you're like oh you're the same thing as me so i might as well go with you yeah
4: no I completely agree i think the point of view from which the movie is shown or anything else for that matter is what you tend to favor anyway, despite it can be as ridiculous as they make it. But I think whenever they show someone's point of view, you tend to anthropomorphize more and then you tend to um sort of relate to the character, even if it's something that you can never relate to, right? So whether that be, okay, if this character, which is usually the antagonist, for example, okay, Batman and Joker, right? Joker, okay, as a villain himself, he was shown to be a very interesting character, so there's no doubt that people love him. Um, But again, when you see the OG Batman movies, before Joker was ever made into an important character, um, Batman always, like, um, obviously people love Batman, people always would always prefer Batman, people would always you know, tend to, obviously he's the hero, right? There's not a lot to explain there. But then again, as soon as you're shown Joker's Point of view you tend to like him more because obviously he's terrifying backstory and everything right so i think we really tend to prefer whatever point of view we're shown um even if it's someone like the joker who is who is technically the protagonist of his own film but he is an anti-hero character right um he i mean personally i tend to find antagonists more intricate because their personalities are always very towering they always have a lot of layers going into their characters and they're very thought through like their um the the amount of um I think thought that goes into a villain's personality is not the amount of thought that goes into a hero's personality because the hero is your ideal um sort of character right he's everything right with the world a lot of the times not always obviously but a lot of the times and So yeah, I mean, I completely agree with Adharva when he says that um, we tend to prefer whichever point of view we're shown. Uh, Personally, I would prefer a villain only because of how much thought goes into his character. So if there's a protagonist where there's so many layers given to him, I think we would tend to like that too. Is I think, something everyone would appreciate, but you know, it could go either way. I
1: think an example of that is Loki. Like, if you ask people who They like Thor or Loki, they'll probably go towards Loki. They like, they like Loki more as a character.
4: Exactly.
5: I totally agree with you three. Like it, it is basically on the perspective with which the movie is shown and also the storyline. And if the storyline, the foundation of the entire movie is, feels incomplete without the villain or the hero, then I guess we need to add those characters. And about the antagonist, there's some thing that we don't know. There's a blank, there's a vacuum about the antagonist backstory that we don't know about this point about his perspective, but we know everything about the hero. Like even in, uh, if you know, if you see Avengers, then as then, like I said about Loki, like in Avengers, the first movie, Loki was like a villain and we didn't know much about him, but we still like that character because. Of the of what it what it what went through his mind and all that, what was going on in his mind that was something that we all wanted to see what would happen in the movie towards the end. And now that the show has come out and Loki is the protagonist, we love him even more. (laughs) So it's basically about the point of view, the perspective with which the character is shown. Because in someone's story, the hero, the hero in one movie might be the villain in someone's movie.
2: Yeah.
0: This might be a little controversial, but I like antagonists when they don't have a backstory. Like, I mean, uh, when they don't have a backstory, there is no exposition. There's just pure evil to you, right? Like, uh, there is no, oh, they're broken by the society cliche. Like, for example, Joker. We didn't know his backstory up till now. Like, until Vakun Phoenix did the origin story. That was good. But why was he loved? Because he was pure evil. And like, his his intentions were just evil. He, uh, it wasn't like he was the hero of his own story. He was the villain of his own story that was for sure like he, he is the villain of every story so yeah i prefer villains when they're pure evil they just want to cause chaos like i think alfred in dark knight says like a line uh, such men just want to watch the world burn yeah that's the those are the villains i like uh for protagonists yeah i guess i like protagonists uh but when there is too much exposition, like, oh, and whenever they show the uh, protagonist as pure and uh, you know completely white, uh and the pro and the antagonist as black, like all evil, that's fine. But there is never been a protagonist. There can never be a pro. There has always been a protagonist who is. uh always, you know, pure, angel-like, and uh, that I don't like that cliche that much. When they show the evil side of protagonists, that's when it's, you know, really fun to watch.
1: Yeah. So when they're just unhinged, there isn't a particular reason. They just want to create chaos.
2: See, I agree with that. For
0: the villains, yeah, when they just want to create chaos, (laughs) <laughs> and i i probably don't like heroes when they're shown as all like pure maybe you show a bit of their dark side, and i'll be kind of interested yeah
4: see i agree about the protagonist definitely i think when you show a perfect character it tends to get very vanilla, if that makes sense. It gets it tends to get very stagnant. And um I think it's very important to show flaws. That's definitely there. Again, but I feel like they do that so that audiences can relate more, because obviously you will never be able to relate to a perfect person. You will be able to relate to someone with flaws. You will be able to relate to someone with some amount of drawbacks. And it's just again character personality, right? So the amount of layers you add, I think it just gets works in their favor definitely.
5: So basically to sum it up, if we get deeper into the protagonist story and know about his flaws and his darkness, then we like the protagonist and if there's a hint of secrecy to the antagonist backstory or to his character, then we like him. So just like in Batman, the Knight rises. So I guess there was this evil in darkness in blue Swing that we liked the, about which we liked. And there was this secret thing that secret backstory about Bane that uh, we didn't really know the exact thing, but we still like the character.
2: We can make a good movie, you know, just out of this concept. It'll be a good movie if we do it. Yeah. definitely.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything else to add? Yeah, I think Kunal summed it up
2: really well.
1: So, um, what are your favorite cult films? Cult movies, cult classics, cult following?
3: I would go with the Star Wars prequel trilogy. And um, I do love Star Wars, okay. And uh, the first time I watched it was, I think it was around six. And uh, I think it was just fascinating. It's space and stuff. And like the space, and then there's fights, and then you mix it up together and like you get something really cool. Okay. And then as a six year old, I found that really, really fascinating. And especially the prequel trilogy. So basically, movies one, two, three. Uh, I really do like them. And they, they are my uh, favorite cult um, films.
2: Yeah, Yeah, I like the uh, Star
0: Wars uh, trilogy as well, you know. I liked all the Star Wars movies. I have like a uh, Blu-ray disc, like a collection, a full-on collection of Blu-ray CDs. And yeah, I mean, uh, I just watched one every day for a week when I had vacations. It was a long... Uh, I think I was 10 around that time and then I think my next birthday was based on Star Wars yeah so I got really yeah it was a really good experience watching that film Uh, I like the Kill Bill series a lot you know the Kill Bill movies they are really good uh, in my opinion and a lot of Quentin Tarantino movies are cult films if you see
4: Yeah. Yeah, I recently reviewed Pulp Fiction. Um, I definitely get the hype, honestly. There obviously are things that are overhyped with Quentin Tarantino's films in general, but I definitely get the hype. I definitely understand why um, there's this extremely huge deal. Every time he releases anything, it's a huge deal, right? And it just ends up having its own little cult well um but yeah i i get the hype behind his movies and his projects in general
2: i think uh, we have reviewed quite a few uh
0: cult films you know like pulp fiction and i think seven seven is also counted as uh cult film and memento really good movie yeah i think you I think you reviewed both of them. You know, you're getting all the cult yeah,
4: films, great too. Like honestly, there are a lot of people who really don't like it, but personally, I felt like it was extremely well written and the acting was off the charts. Like I genuinely really liked that movie, and it was, it was one of those movies that came up with an original plot. You know, like you would not see that plot before um, it was written. But I think that's a lot true for a lot of Nolan movies in general. But yeah. I love
5: that movie. So my favorite current movie, like is a Bollywood movie. And I guess I'm the odd one out here. It is Heda I guess you all will agree with me. Like it's pure comedy like, and neither the characters nor the writers are trying too hard to make it funny. Like which we see in today's comedy. And I guess it's just going with the flow and apart from that, what I really like about cult movies is that even if they flop in the box office, in the cinemas, people somehow come to love them when they watch them in at their homes only, like they don't do good in the box office, but you, you're the fan of it. And that's like the un- underdog story of every of these flop cult movies, <laughs> like, and everyone loves an underdog
3: you could call them like a family time movies like you would prefer watching them at home relaxed with like people you know like a family members or someone like that so like maybe it just matches the mood and like uh, along with Hera Ferry I, I think like, there's also Welcome and Damal, and I think they're, they're also really good movies as well I do enjoy watching them
1: mindless fun no plot nothing just comedy in Quake in the world. <laughs> For me, I think it would be, uh, I'm not sure if it's counted as a cult movie, but drawn legacy. I think it came around 11 years ago. I saw a clip when I was a kid of it on my mom's phone and I was just intrigued that how did they make all of this? There was like a blank space with um, neon lights going around and people riding on neon bikes. That just I was just interested in that, that how, what it does it look like? How did, and before that, and I think in 1982, there was another Tron movie, which um, they had to make at a time when there weren't actual graphic processes in the sense that they could make digital uh, uh, graphics and everything. So that was really intriguing how they managed to do all of that, putting so much work.
0: Yeah, back then, CJ didn't exist. I actually, I think few days back, I was the original Tron. And I I mean, it was really good. You know, it was ahead of its time, definitely. And I think with a lot of cult movies that have flopped in the box office, I think they were ahead of its time. And the audience back then didn't like it. But then over the time, it grew a large fan base. You know, and uh, really became, you know, one of the favorites. Gained legendary status.
5: Yeah. Um, so, um, does that mean that you're now inclined towards old cinema? Because you mentioned John and... <laughs> no, uh,
1: like, it, I was uh, intrigued by how they made it at a time like that. Like, how they made such a huge digital set. When there weren't any actual digital software or anything to do that stuff. What yeah.
0: okay, so the question is, what upcoming movies are you most hyped about? What are you most excited about? I think there's gonna be a no way home coming up, definitely. Someone's gonna say it. Just waiting. I'll mute myself. I think everyone
1: like is excited for that movie. Any like Marvel related movies. So I guess apart from Marvel, which movies are? Have- Interested in that's that are coming
2: up. I hope okay. they
4: will make a movie version of Uncharted. I want to see what they do with that because I'm I love Uncharted. Okay, so I really want to see what movie version they make.
0: Uncharted is a brilliant game, it is like a movie. It is like a movie. I'm not joking. Uh, yeah, let's see if Tom Holland does really well. Like the movies that he's coming up with, you know, they're getting a lot of hype. I mean, Spider Man, of course, like a
1: prequel of the games, like before he actually became what he was in the games,
0: yeah. The known Nathan Drake, you know, the known treasure hunter, uh, hunter. So, yeah, I think, uh, let's see if Tom Holland can pull it off. I'm um, okay, I'm excited about another superhero film, Batman, but. Uh, I think there's a lot of hype behind it. I mean, Robert Pattinson is there. He's a very underrated actor, I must say. I mean, people don't like him just because he's done Twilight. I know he did really bad in that, but he's a really good actor. Uh, Watch Lighthouse. It's an amazing movie. I watched it like yesterday and it was really good. So yeah, Batman and... Apparently, Mario live-action is coming. I'm not really and excited Chris about Pratt. that. I don't know. Yeah, Chris Pratt is in everything now, apparently. He's voicing every single character. So, yeah. There are, like, literal memes coming up. Chris Pratt is gonna voice this. Chris Pratt is gonna voice that. So, let's see. Let's see how it works. Because there was, I think, a live-action Mario. And
1: yeah, way back. Terrible. That was really bad. It was...
0: Yeah, uh, I just heard reviews about it and I didn't want to watch it. Okay. Anyone else?
1: Yeah. yeah I'm excited about that, uh, Lightyear, like Buzz Lightyear from Toy Story, basically his origin story, I guess, you know, the space exploration and everything is going on about in Toy Story. It's an actual It'll be pre- animated film about that.
0: It'll be pretty nostalgic though. You know, just bring yeah. back Twisha, you wanted to say something? Okay, Kunal.
5: Uh... Um, the number one that movie that I'll watch when it comes is *Top Gun: Maverick*. Like, you need to admit that the first movie was very good, and uh, obviously, everyone's a fan of Tom Guns*. And also. I'm excited, like you mentioned, Black uh, Batman. I'm excited about Black Adam, and like especially, I want to see its reviews and feedbacks. Because you remember when we were in eighth and ninth in the bus, we just discussed that the Marvel movies are awesome, but their shows are shit. and the DC movies are, shit, but the move like the DC shows are awesome, but the movies are shit. like now Marvel got Wonder Vision, Loki, and all. To the TV series business, and it was phenomenal. There is no argument Definitely. in that, and that's what I expect. That was that is what is expected from Black Adam as DC tries to compete with the MCU in movies. Like Wonder Woman and Justice League did a great job, but not that great as it is expected from Black Adam. And I just really want to see that how this goes down. Like it's not the movie mainly, it's like what, how people like it and how the MCU and DC thing moves ahead. That's Like what the I'm
1: rivalry way. between them. Yeah. I, I'm even excited about like Shazam 2. There's going to be a separate movie. Uh, Black Adam and Fury, Shazam.
0: Fury of Gods, right?
2: Right, yeah.
0: I think, I think this will be the first time I'll watch Rock. As the antagonist, you know, I think there was one movie, like the Scorpion King or something,
1: like with really bad CGI. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, That was the last time I saw him as the antagonist. So I think it'll be pretty good. Yeah.
5: Yeah, and this is something new for Dwayne Johnson, like his roles, like started getting a bit cheesy and uh, all that. And he, I I guess he he became like the Akshay Kumar follower. Exactly,
2: yeah.
1: Exactly. He just plays himself in every movie.
5: Movies like The Fast and Furious, Hobbs and Shaw, and all that. Whatever is coming now is like a bit cringy, and I guess Black Adam would be a good change.
1: Right. I mean, excited for a uh, Mobius. I, I think Sony is producing it. So I'm interested, like, where it will go.
0: Um, I don't know how I forgot about this, but the new Matrix movie is going to come
3: uh, right. in December.
0: Yeah. I don't know how I forgot about that. And we mentioned it in the podcast. You know, as a cult classic, Twisha mentioned it i was like oh there is i'm missing something and i'm also hyped about john wick 4 It's going to be insane yeah. yeah it's going to be really good i bet thank you guys kunal tusha atharva thank you for joining uh and uh hopefully we'll you know talk again or on another episode and yeah cool i think we can end it there